Welcome into another episode of The Cone Zone. I am your host, Sam Cohn. And amidst all of this craziness going on in the NBA with the playoffs, the NFL decided to drop their 2019-2020 season schedules. So I have David Ash in the studio, and we did bring in John Iliano for about 10 or 15 minutes as a bit of a special guest to talk about what the what's going on with the Eagles. But we're going to break down everything we see in the schedule, make some early predictions. But before we can get to any of that, of course, Marty, this one's all you. All right, this is, uh, this is an oldie, but, uh, well, it's an oldie where I come from. All right, guys, uh, listen, this is the Blues Riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? David Ash, John Eliano, welcome into the studio, guys. And among all this craziness that is the NBA playoffs, the NFL decided to drop its own mixtape. They got their NFL schedules released for the 2019-2020 season. So we're going to break it all down. We're going to go through all of it. So what do you guys got? Let's, uh, let's start with your Eagles, before, and then we'll get into a little into, into my Patriots. So, David, how do you think what, – what are your initial thoughts on the Eagles schedule? Well, the thing about schedules are you already know the teams they're playing before they come out because they have the set uh, – it's set how – who plays what games and who plays who – but you just don't know, obviously, the times, not necessarily who's home and away, when the bye week is, um, and then who do you, are you going to play in a row? Like, well, for example, we'll get into your Patriots later, but they play five straight games with teams that have more than eight wins, or last season they had more than eight wins. So that's something that's going to be pretty difficult for them. But going back to the Eagles, seventh easiest schedule, or tied for seventh easiest schedule, I believe, in the NFL. So I'll take it. You knew it was going to be somewhat easy um I'm I'm pretty happy with how it turned out it's, I there still will be hard games in there it's good that the division probably won't be as good this year with the Giants and Redskins I don't expect them to do that much but still in the NFC East you know that they're still going to have those Eagles games circled on their calendars and NFC East games it doesn't matter if a team's 16 and 0 or 0 and 16 they are never easy as I'm sure John knows from watching the Eagles for so long so I I think if the Eagles do what they can do they should win the division they can make the playoffs but it's still not going to be easy. They're going to need to put in the work and effort to do so. Now, John, you're our special guest today. You're here to talk about the Eagles for the first part of our show before you got to head to class. So what are your initial thoughts on the schedule release for the Eagles? Uh, it's a tough schedule, but one thing that really stuck out to me was they played two teams on the road this year with quarter, or yeah, two teams on the road this year that have Pro Bowl quarterbacks, and that's the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. So they travel to Atlanta, they travel to Green Bay. And those are the only quarterbacks that they had to play on the road that made the Pro Bowl. So I think the Eagles have a shot in going 6-2 and two on the road this year. So I'm looking forward to that. The thing that stood out to me for the Eagles is their end of the season. Uh, the last four games specifically, they have the Giants twice, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. And that really sets up for an end-of-season playoff push, which I think is really good for them. Uh, the big questions are... You know what's Carson Wentz's health going to look like, and how much of an impact can Deshaun Jackson make when you have so many questions at the quarterback position? Well, I'm really excited for Carson Wentz this season. I think he has a large chip on his shoulder. People are starting to doubt him. It seems like a little bit. People forget. Dude was still a top ten quarterback last year in the NFL when he was healthy. He was still, I believe, it was seventh in the NFL in a passer rating, towards the top of the NFL in touchdown interception ratio. When Nick Foles came in. I mean, yes, give Nick Foles a ton of credit. He did a great job to lead the team to the playoffs, four straight wins. 
But, I mean, you had some people come back from injury. The offense was looking a little better. They actually went back to using a run game instead of just completely shying away from it and saying, Carson, you you got to be the whole offense. you got to do everything. So they went back to a more balanced offense. You saw the cornerbacks became healthier, and they started playing out of their minds. Tim Jernigan became healthy again. Jordan Hicks came back. Lane Johnson started playing better. There was all this stuff. It wasn't just all Nick Foles. So Carson once. Even though he only won five and six last year, I am still so psyched for him to be the quarterback. I think he can go back to hopefully having at least close to an MVP caliber season this year. But that's the big if, like you said, if he's healthy. Because, I mean, the past two years, he's had his issues. But I think hopefully now uh, that he'll be able to spend at least some of the offseason being healthy and being able to just focus on practicing instead of rehab. I'm hoping that things will be better for the 2019 season. That's definitely the big thing is hopefully this year we can see a full season of a healthy Carson Wentz because we don't really know what we're getting from him. He's been so injury prone his first couple of years in the league that we don't really know what exactly he can bring to the table. John, what are your thoughts? Say, say the question one more time because I got lost in David's answer <laughs> because he was firing me up because I just completely forgot how well they were playing last year so just because the drop my, for low. me the big the two major major looming questions over this Eagles team is what's Carson Wentz's health going to look like mm. and what's going to be the Deshaun Jackson effect when you have so many questions at the quarterback position how well, can that impact the th- team I think the impact that Carson and Deshaun will have it goes hand in hand they'll complement each other obviously and I think just having Deshaun Jackson on the field makes everyone better because stretches he stretches the field because now the middle of the field is going to be way larger for Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, and Nelson Aguilar when they, they need to go in the middle. So, And Deshaun just has to run. He, does, he doesn't even need to touch the ball to make an impact. That's how special Deshaun Jackson is. And for Carson Wentz to have a guy out there, like I said, it's going to open up so many more open windows for the other receivers. And I think having Alshon on the other side of Deshaun it's just going to take away another defender. It, there's going to be way too much, way too many weapons for Carson to have. Where he's going to, it's going to be hard to split, you know, all the touches with the receivers and the running backs, and then defenses. They're going to have a, a hard time defending the Philadelphia Eagles' offense. I th- yeah, I think you make a, a lot of really good points. Taking a bit of a broader look at the schedule specifically, I think the two biggest games that stick out to me are. In the first four weeks, they play both the Packers and the Falcons. Can you pick up wins? Though I, both of those would be really, really good wins at the start of the season. I think if you can pick up one, if not both, that's that's what's going to set the tone for a good season. So my question to you, gentlemen, is: Do you have any predictions for you know what's their schedule? What's what's their end record going to look like? Yeah, those are definitely going to be two tough games, especially since they're on the road. The Falcons, they want revenge for the Eagles. They want revenge after the twenty. Uh, 18 playoffs when they lost on the last second of the game and then opening week they lost on uh, the last play of the game as well so that's definitely going to be tough going into Atlanta I think the Eagles can come out with a win Atlanta is definitely going to be a better team next year than they were last year just because of getting some guys back but it's going to be tough I don't know it's going to take a lot for them to become a playoff caliber team again especially losing Tevin Coleman how much he meant to that offense I have them winning in Atlanta Green Bay it's just something about Lambeau Field and Aaron Rodgers. Even though the oh, I'm team, even though the team may not be as talented, I I just always they've, fear yeah that they've man. had their internal struggles recently, especially with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers and this sat and the other thing. But man, Lambeau Field and the way Aaron Rodgers finds ways to win games is is really something special. Yeah, and the Eagles have never played well against Aaron Rodgers ever since really he's become a starter. The year the 
uh, Packers won the Super Bowl. They beat the Eagles at the link in week one. And then in the first round of the playoffs, they went back to the link and beat the Eagles. A few years after that, they go to Lambeau Field and completely destroy the Eagles. I forget the final score, but I think it was like 52 to 14, something along those lines. It was just a straight blowout. And then a few years ago, the last time they played, the Eagles were trying to make a playoff push. Aaron Rodgers and a very injured, deflated Packers team come into the link, just beat them around, get an easy win, and that really just kind of ended the Eagles season. Yeah, that, that last Eagles-Packers game at the link was a downer because the Packers were looking really bad at that point. And it was a trap game for Philadelphia, and it proved to be a trap game. But uh, for me, I think Atlanta and Green Bay, those are two tough places to play, like David alluded to earlier. I think the Eagles, unfortunately, lose those games. But looking at the schedule, I, I can see them going 10-6, 11-5. what's exactly number? Where, exactly where I have them, too, at – as of right now, I have them at 10-6. and six. I have them losing the Packers and a couple other games to very good teams but also maybe getting upset, too, at some points. But I think if you can hopefully avoid one of those upsets, maybe if you can win in Lambeau Field, put that to the side how the Eagles have never had success against Aaron Rodgers, then maybe you do get um, to 11 wins, go 11-5. and five. And I think if you get to 11 wins, then you beat out the Cowboys and you win the division. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to need you to pull out your calendars. Week 11. Both the Eagles and the Patriots will be coming off a bye week, and the New England Patriots will be traveling to Philadelphia for a rematch of the dreaded Super Bowl. Wait, isn't it week 12? It's week, no, I believe no, it's, it's week 11. 11. Oh, it's week 11? 11. I'm yeah, sorry. Week 11. My apologies. Good. Week 10 is the, is the bye then? Yes. Okay, week 10 is the bye. Week 11, Patriots, Eagles. Who do you got? I got the Eagles. I'm sorry, Sam. That's okay. I knew that was going to happen. I got the Patriots. I'm sorry I have yes, to say it Yes, David. Yes, David. Bye, and you know the Patriots with Tom Brady and his competitiveness and even Belichick too, they still have a chip on their shoulder. They showed in the preseason game they played last year right after the Super Bowl, I think it was week two of the preseason in New England, they made Tom Brady play the entire first half. And Belichick said before going into the locker room, if it was a close game, we were still going to have Brady playing the third quarter yep. because they <laughs> that preseason game still meant so much to them. They wanted to make sure they got the win. Now being able to play a regular season game off the bye where the Patriots are known for having so much success, being able to spend an extra week to game plan for the Eagles. I know it's going to help the Eagles too because they have a bye week, but I'm definitely going to give that an advantage to the Patriots. Tom Brady is going to show out even if they're struggling. Then I think they're just going to switch everything around. It may be a close game, but I'm sorry. I think the Patriots are going to win that. I think the Eagles will win that game because of one man. Hit me with it. Jesus himself, oh. Carson Wentz. <laughs> All, right? All right? Carson Wentz, listen, he knows he barely has a Super Bowl ring. All right? He's going to make sure that's a win. I bet you when he first saw the schedule, that's the first game he circled. Not any divisional games. It was the Patriots game because he he feels bad that he doesn't have – a legitimate Super Bowl ring for not playing in the Super Bowl. And he had to watch some other guy take his team, take his franchise to beat Goliath, that is the New England Patriots. And I think Carson is just going to come out. He has an extra week to prepare. I think he's going to have a great game, and he's going to go head-to-head against Tom Brady, who will be 43 at that time. I just don't see Carson Wentz, 27-year-old, losing to a 43-year-old man who's going to need a cane to get on the field at that point. <laughs> so this uh, this segues perfectly into my next point, is how do we think the Patriots are going to fare this season? And the big moves that stuck out to me for the offseason are the fact that they're losing Gronk, Dwayne Allen, two tight ends, Trey Flowers, and Chris Hogan. But they're acquiring guys like Michael Bennett, Brandon Bolden, Bruce Ellington, 
um, to try to fill in some of these slots. And they do have points in the schedule that are really tough, but their division isn't exactly that tough. Between the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills, they should pick up at least two of those to start the season, but Buffalo and Miami are both on the road, and both are tough places to play on the road. My end prediction is 11-5. and five. I think it's a generous 11 and 5. Wow. I don't I don't I think they'll get at least 9 if not 10. It's a generous 11 and 5 cuz the Patriots always find ways to win games, right? Absolutely. And uh but you look at the that middle portion of the schedule, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Texans and the Chiefs is a tough 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 stretch for the Patriots. I think it's ma- I don't want to say make or break, but it's essentially make or break for this team in how they finish the season with those four games. And now uh, that that Chiefs Patriots one I'm looking forward to. Mm. Sam, I know you obviously know the Patriots much better than I do. I mean, I pay attention to the NFL, but as a fan, I'm sure you've known them for longer. You watch more games, watch more film and snaps. Patriots aren't going to have a problem this year. They'll I, <laughs> Gronk is a big loss, and you said there are some other losses too. 12 wins, at least. 12 and 4 is what I'll wow. say. I thought and I was you know, making the bold prediction. They still have the second easiest schedule in the NFL record-wise going back to last year. And when do the Patriots usually struggle if they do struggle? September. And that's when you say, yep. oh, they lost these players. Absolutely. They lost so-and-so. This guy's injured. Maybe this is going to be the year. And then the months just keep going and going, and they get their stride in December, and things just take off. They don't them, care about football And they're the in same September. Patriots. So you're thinking, okay, maybe they struggle a bit Talk in the beginning in of the January. season. Talk to us in February. Yeah, exactly. But maybe they struggle in the beginning of the season. They don't play a single team above 500 for the first six or seven weeks. They will be fine. They could start off six and zero. They could start off seven and zero, I think. But then you said they do have that extremely tough stretch. They also play the Ravens right before that, who finished above 500, and right before that, the Cleveland Browns, who many of us, at least I expect, I think they're going to win the division. So that could be a tough game too. So I think most of their losses, maybe even all of their losses, come in that stretch. But since they'll still be clicking at that point, I think they can still win the majority of those games. So I think the Patriots are going to go 15 and one with the only loss coming in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, but I'm just kidding. Uh, I think they're going to go 12 and four, 13 and three. I'm with David here. Uh, listen, they still play in the lousy AFC East, and as long as Chris's Jets are still there, <laughs> the Patriots are always going to win the division because the Jets—they're dysfunctional. The Bills, come on, everyone knows about the Bills, <laughs> and the Dolphins—they're tanking. I mean, it's it's a given. Honestly, I would bet my life. I would bet. 30 mortgages that the Patriots are still going to win the AFC East. It's a given. It's a given that it's they like, win. It's, it's like gi- taxes and death. It just happens. Absolutely. It's a given they win the division. The question is, where do we go from there? But, John, we know you got to run to class, so thank you for joining us for yeah. the first portion no of this problem. episode thanks of the David, on. you're not going anywhere. I'm thanks staying right here, Sam. Yeah, thanks, John, for joining us. Th- Always great having you on. Me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for allowing me. i got to go to class and uh, – Educate myself. <laughs> Get to it. All right. So, David, we got a lot more to talk about. The yeah. first question I want to ask you is what are the three games that you're most excited for on this schedule? All right. So, I know you asked me prior to this. So, I looked up some games. I made sure I didn't use the same team twice. I wanted to use different teams in every game. So, three main games I want to watch going in chronological, chronological order. First one Sunday Night Football Week Three Rams at Browns. That's on my That's list too, be an baby. Yeah, defending NFC champions, yep, yep. they have the offense, they have stuff to prove. But Cleveland, that I mean, well, they do play uh, the Jets on Monday Night Football, but still, now they're starting to get some more publicity. People think that they have the team finally that could take them to the playoffs after they've been the laughing stock of the NFL for the past how God how knows that God knows however many years. So that is going to be a huge game in Cleveland. The dog pound is going to be rocking. They want to take down a Goliath-type team in the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Browns could even come out of that game 
with the win. That is going to be a great game to watch. Let's see what Baker Mayfield can do under the lights against one of the best teams. And if the Rams, let's see if they can pick it up after an embarrassing performance in the Super Bowl. Let's see how they can start off their season, if they can get going as well. And that's a huge test for the Browns, not only because... Uh, you know, obviously, this is a team with so much hype around it and so much talent in that offensive core and on the defensive side. But this is their first real test because the Browns open up week one and two against the Titans and the Jets. Both feel like warm up games for this Browns mm-hmm. team. The Rams, week three, man, that's going to be an exciting game. What's your next one? Next one I got. I mean, you talked about earlier, but come on, week 11, Patriots at Let's Eagles. Go. How's that only a 425 game on the season? Yeah, yeah, how do you so not put that on be, Sunday night or Monday that's night? That's going to be what, Jim Nance and Roma then? So I guess, I mean, you still got a good team, but I thought for sure that was going to be a Sunday night game, especially right? because NBC the were the thing. ones that did the Super Bowl yep. a couple years ago. That's, we got gypped, David. We got gypped. I know, we did get gypped, but hey, I'm still going to – all eyes locked on that game. That is just going to be a hell of a game. The link is going to be rocking probably more than it's ever had – as we said, the Patriots, the chip on their shoulder. You know Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are going to want to get their revenge. Both teams coming off a bye. Hopefully they're fresh. We'll actually be able to see Carson Wentz against Tom Brady for the first time. That's what we want. Maybe, maybe it's a game, John said, maybe the GOAT passing his torch along to Carson Wentz. We'll see what happens. But, oh, crazy. my God. I, I I'm so looking forward excited. to seeing how Carson Wentz does this year. I think he's, there's a lot of questions surrounding him. He's a... I, I could I I'm hesitant to say it, but I think he's an untested young guy, and he this is his first real chance now that he's at the helm, and hopefully he can stay healthy. What's your last one? Last one. If I wasn't an Eagles fan, this would probably be my number one game of the year. Week 16 Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at Bears. How about that for a matchup? Now that's a game. Those will probably have playoff implications. Week 16, so maybe trying to win the division or get a bye week possibly. Chiefs, obviously, number one offense. I don't need to get into them. Patrick Mahomes, we know what he can do. Let's see what he can do into this year. I'm so excited to watch the Chiefs' offense. And the Bears last year, the number one defense in the NFL. That's going to be a cold December night at Lambeau, or excuse me, Soldier Field. Mid Monsters of the Midway for the Bears. I'm so excited to see this defense, too. Just your battle of offense versus defense. Could be advantage defense. Soldier Field, obviously, in December can be one of the most raucous crowds. That is going to be a matchup I'm excited to see. I think the Bears might be the mo- the team I'm most excited for this year because when that when Mitchell Trubisky has a good game, the Bears win football games. Absolutely. Like that is a very solid, well-rounded team that they feels like their weakest spot is their quarterback. And Mitchell Trubisky is very young, but he's shown a lot of great flashes of some great football. I'm excited to see that what he does at the helm of this team. Now, David, we had some we had some overlap. In our three in our mm-hmm. three games we're most excited for naturally the Patriots and the Eagles in Week 11 and the Browns and the Rams Week three. Okay, I put two other games because I figured we'd have some overlap. The uh, I put the Patriots twice, but the Chiefs at uh, the Chiefs are coming to New England Week 13. Yeah, I, I, I was going to put that down, but I I made a rule not to overlap. That's still going to yeah, be one that's of the best that's going to be a real shootout because we saw it last uh, last year in the AFC Championship. I'm looking forward to that rematch. And the other one I had is Packers Bears Week One, a rivalry game on mm. Thursday Night Football that essentially starts the season. It's a it's a big test for Aaron Rodgers whether this is still like. This is, I mean, obviously it's still his team, but what can he still do with this team? And it's the first, our first look at this Bears team who, without a doubt, is coming into the season with a chip on their shoulder the way their season ended last year. Absolutely, and what's also going to make that a good game is that I believe that was the first week of Sunday night football last year, Bears at Packers, and that was the game Aaron Rodgers, uh, he injured his knee. A lot of people thought that it was an ACL and he may be mm-hmm. done for the season. Sure. Quarter later comes in, comes back from being down 17 and nothing and carries the Packers to a win in what was one of the most exciting games of the whole regular season. So another week one matchup. I'm surprised it's not the Patriots that get that because don't they usually give that to the defending yeah, Super Bowl usually, champion? Yeah, usually. 
Hey, what can uh, you do? It's, it's still going to be an exciting the, uh, game to watch. The Packers Bears always a great rivalry. There's, I feel like always one team is generally clearly on paper better than the other, but yeah. we always get a good game between those two. It's always a uh, one and loss in the trenches. That's going to be a fun one in Week One. Now. The other question I tasked you with is, mm-hmm. what are three games that you'd rather just watch a blank screen <laughs> than watch this football game? Yeah, I, three I had, just three horrible games you just have no interest in watching this. Yeah, season. I had the same guidelines for the first one. I made sure no teams overlap because in that case, I probably just would have had all the Raiders or all <laughs> the Cardinals games or something yep. like that. Uh, first one, week three. This is the one I'm the most disappointed with because it's a four o'clock start on Fox, so it's a later, not prime time, but still a later game. Mm-hmm. Giants at Bucks. Ooh. Like why is like four o'clock games? They're either what what is Fox called America's Game of the Week yep. or West Coast games that you usually don't care about. Sure, but this is an East Coast game that we really that, don't care about. Yeah, exactly. Because for the one o'clock games, you're like, okay, I'm going to get through this and then watch one of the good four yep. o'clock games because that's the games you're interested in. Who cares about this? And it's not even like it's in New York. It's at Tampa, who has one of the worst fan bases in the NFL. It'll probably be half Giants fans there anyway. Yep. Both teams who are have zero shot of making the playoffs, will probably finish last place in their division. Why is it? That's what takes me off even more. Why is it a 4 o'clock game? Why is it at least make it a 1 o'clock game or a Thursday night football game or something? That's what pisses me off so much about this game. All right, so, David, we're not watching that game. What's your next one? Next one, week five, Cardinals at Bengals, 1 o'clock on Fox. Okay, that game means absolutely nothing to nobody. Exactly. Two teams we already know not going to make the playoffs, may finish last place in their divisions again. Two fan bases no one really cares about. Can't really name a ton of players on the team. That was anyway, really the so, biggest. When I was looking yeah. through games that I just won't care about this season, that was the biggest thing I was looking for is what are two teams that have no playoff implications and two teams that are not in the same division? It just mm-hmm. does not matter, and both teams are just not good. Yeah, and also, not even the same division, different conferences. Exactly, so It yeah. doesn't mean anything to either team, really. And then last one, week 6, 1 p.m. on Fox, the Redskins at the Dolphins. Uh, again, just kind of two random teams – Redskins, maybe some people think, I mean, yes, last year they would have won the division if Alex Smith didn't get hurt, but now he's probably going to be out for this year. They're going to have to rely on sorry Case Keenum to try to carry this team. Maybe if the defense can show out again, stay healthy, maybe they can get close to 500, but it's going to be a tough year for the Redskins and the Giants too. That's why, again, with the Patriots getting to play the NFC East, I think those are two automatic wins for them with the Redskins and uh, the Giants. Uh, the Redskins and Dolphins, definitely two teams that are going to be tanking for Zion. <laughs> yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. my the three games that I would rather watch a blank screen than have to sit through watching this game is week one between the Bills and the Jets. Both, both oh, in man. the same division as the Patriots, but it screams bad football. Yep. No interest in watching it. Not going to be a good game. Final prediction, 7-3. to three. <laughs> Probably. Um, my next one is week 15. That just doesn't sound fun for anybody is the Lions and the Bucks. Uh, will likely uh, have no playoff one. implications, yeah. and it's late in the season. Final uh, three weeks of the season, not going to mean anything. Dolphins and the Steelers week 8 is my third one. Um, coming off a bye for the Steelers is... A, is uh, the Steelers are coming off a bye, and then they have a Monday night football matchup with the Dolphins. The Steelers are yeah. a train wreck. The Steelers were a great football team last year that fell apart kind of at the end of the season. But through the way they've handled this offseason, they are a train wreck. And then going up against the tanking for Zion Dolphins mm-hmm. on a Monday night, uh, not drawing much interest. That's true, yeah. That's probably the primetime game I'm going to care about the least. Like, why, why is that even a primetime exactly. game, honestly? Exactly. So looking through all of this schedule, kind of going team by team, who do you think has the hardest schedule? Who do you think has the easiest schedule? So statistically, the hardest schedule goes to the Oakland Raiders, who uh, 
the win percentage from last year of teams they're going to have to face is 539. And just going through their schedule, it's statistically the hardest for the reason. Because think about it, you play in the AFC West. Mm -hmm. You need to play the Kansas City Chiefs and Los Angeles Chargers twice a year. That's 25% of your schedule is just against those two teams who are arguably the two best teams in the entire AFC. They need to go against them four times. And then how you need to play a full division uh, in the AFC. This year they're against the AFC South. That's probably the deepest division. You don't really have any, because in the AFC East you have the Patriots, but you have a couple easy games. NFC or AFC North, Bengals, maybe even Steelers. We'll see what happens. And even in the AFC West, you have the Broncos and the Raiders, but there is not a single easy game. Not necessarily elite teams, but, I mean, who's the worst team in the division? The Jaguars, the Titans? Those are two teams that can still be fighting for the playoffs. So, definitely the hardest division. Oh, and also, five of their first seven games to start the season are against teams with at least eight wins from last year. So they don't even get off to an easy start. It's just hard from the get-go. So that leaves two teams that weren't 500. One of those games, they need to travel to Lambeau Field and play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And that's never an that's easy one. Exactly. And especially Oakland, you got to travel across to Wisconsin. Yep. So that's not going to be an easy game by any means, too. So Raiders, bad They're team. In trouble. Don't, they are in a lot of trouble this year. Now, the team I chose for, in my opinion, who has the hardest schedule, I went with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vikings are notoriously a playoff-on-the-cusp team. Uh, they're in one, arguably one of the toughest divisions in football with the Packers, the Bears, and the – who's the fourth team? In that Packers, team? Bears, Vikings. Detroit. Detroit, Detroit Lions. Yeah. Yes, thank you. So the Vikings play the Packers and the Bears twice, which is just a tough start mm-hmm. uh, for your – you know, looking at the schedule on a broad level. Playing the Packers and Bears twice is not easy. They play at Seattle. They play at San, uh, They play at the L.A. Rams. I wrote San Diego. I'm never going to get used to that. They play at Kansas City. They play at Dallas. All in the uh, those two are in the middle of the season, weeks nine and ten. It just feels like they have a tough, a tough beginning, a tough middle, and a tough end with some games in between. That they can definitely win, but I, if the Vikings don't really show out this year, I think they're going to have a tough time. Yeah, absolutely. That's they're a team that they should have made the playoffs last year if they won at home against the division rival Bears, and they're in as the sixth seed. And who knows what they can do from there? They are extremely disappointed. You know that they want to come after it this season, fight for the playoffs once again. But with that schedule, that is going to be hard to do. They may not even get eight wins again this that, year. Yeah, it will definitely be tough. Now, who do you think has the easiest schedule? Again, I didn't choose this team, but statistically it said it belongs to the New York Giants, which I guess makes sense because AFC East, the weakest division top to bottom in the AFC, um, gets to play the Redskins twice a year. And then they play the teams that finished last place in their division in the NFC, so that means they get to play the Cardinals and the Bucks. Where you look at all three other teams in those divisions, the NFC West and the AF, or excuse me, NFC South, those are all teams that could potentially be fighting for a playoff spot. So they get off easy there. But the team that I'm going to say gets the biggest break, your New England Patriots. Let's Tied go. for the <laughs> second easiest schedule in the sure. NFL statistically with, I believe, a couple other teams. At the end of the day, I, it, on, most so much of it comes down to the division, mm-hmm. is how how tough is your division, because yeah. that's six games out of your 16-game season. Yeah, exactly, and the Patriots, obviously, in the AFC East. I mean, Jets, maybe they'll be a little better this year. Maybe they try to get to 500, but I mean, I'll have the Patriots losing. I went through, maybe they lose one game because they faced them twice earlier in the year, but we went over it earlier in the show. They faced the Pittsburgh Steelers, who 
I agree with you, are a train wreck. And then after that, it's just a bunch of teams who finish below 500. They could start off the year 6-0 and or 7-0 and when we're used to them maybe even struggling. And then everything just starts clicking, and they always play better in the end in general. And when they have that one hard stretch of four or five games we went over, things will be clicking. I think they'll be able to win most of that. Sure. And then you have an easy finish to the season. They could win, at least, even with all the people that left, Tom Brady being 42, 43 years old, they're still probably going to get the one seed. They're still going to win at least 12 or 13 games, I think. Definitely a team to look out for. They're always very good. Uh, yeah. So my pick for the easiest schedule, I was kind of close. You said the New York Giants statistically have the easiest schedule. Yes. Mm-hmm. I picked the New York Jets. Um, not to say they're going to go out here and get 10 wins, 11 wins, whatever, but I think if another team had this had the same schedule as the Jets do, that team could do some serious damage this year because if they have a, a bit of a tough stretch in the first three games and then they have a week four bye. So a tough yeah. start followed by a bye earlier in the season to kind of recollect yourself as a team. Their middle stretch, middle portion of the season, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins again. That is very easy. That is, that a, is, very, oh, that is a, a breeze wall. of a middle portion of the season, and I think that gives so much confidence going into the end. I think that you pick if you win the games you're supposed to win, you come out with a really strong record, and not to mention the Jets are in an easy division excluding the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So that's, I don't know, that's... A team, I think, will not get anywhere near winning close to 8, 9, 10 games. But if you, I think I just wish one, another team had this schedule because that's a really, really easy schedule. They're just being wasted by the Jets. Exactly. Course. Now, my last question here for you, David, is I want to go some go through some predictions by division. Uh, teams you think are really going to stand out and take the division. So I guess we'll start in the AFC East. I think we don't have to spend much time there. It's going to be <laughs> no, the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots, yeah. And they'll uh, get the one seed too, I think. Exactly. In the AFC North, something you touched upon earlier, I think we can definitely agree the Browns are the early favorite. They've added a lot of great pieces. They're a really exciting team. Baker Mayfield coming into his second season with another chip on his shoulder to win out in the division uh, this is going to be an exciting one for the North. I'm so excited for the Cleveland Browns. I said even before they got Odell Beckham, I think I made the proclamation when they signed Kareem Hunt, who, yes, he'll miss a lo- uh, the beginning of the season, but that is a deep offense. And then you add in one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL. Look at the teams they're going to have to be, be going against in the division. Bengals, they're not winning it. Steelers, people think maybe they can bounce back, but no, I'm with you. They're a train wreck. They're one of those teams you can't tell, are they trying to tank because they got rid of A.B. and uh, Le'Veon Bell, or are they still pushing because you still have Juju Smith and James Conner and Ben Roethlisberger. That is not a good combo. That leads to train wreck because you're going to have high expectations for them, and Steelers fans are going to hope they win the division, and they're just going to blow it in the end. I don't even know if they're going to get eight wins this year. It's going to be a disastrous year for the Steelers. And then last but not least, the team we won last year, the Ravens, I think they just got a little bit lucky. I think Lamar Jackson, I mean, I'm rooting for him, but he had an overrated season last year. Teams weren't quite sure how to handle him and his skill set and athleticism. But then you saw the Chargers, who who were the only team last year to face him twice. That second game in the playoffs, they game-planned. They knew exactly what to do to stop him. They forced him to use his arm. And he does not have an NFL quarterback level arm. And I think he's a runner. Exactly. He's He's only a a runner. runner. So I think teams are going to figure that out this year. And I don't think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs again. So, yeah, Browns are my pick. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Taking it to the AFC South, the Texans, the defending uh, division champs, Colts, Titans, Jaguars, none of those teams really stand out to me as anybody that could take down the Texans. Yeah, maybe the Colts just because of how well they played last year. I wrote down on my thing Houston slash Colts, but I think 
the Texans are going to win it again. Maybe we'll see if the Colts and Jaguars can make a push for a wild card. But for the division, love Deshaun Watson, love DeAndre Hopkins, talented defense. I'm going Texans. There is not a chance anybody but the Chiefs wins in the AFC West. Agree or disagree? The Chargers have a chance. I'll give them a chance, but yeah. I, I am going most likely 80% Chiefs. I'll say 80 Chiefs, 20 okay. Chargers. Chiefs, again, a team we're really excited for this season. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, to be at the helm second year in a row, he's a year older, he's a year better, he's got a year under his belt of some serious success, almost making it to the Super Bowl. Excited to see where he takes his team. In the NFC, I have the Cowboys by a hair. Why did I a agree to be hair. on this show? Why did I A be- hair, David. And here's, alright, let me uh, justify this. I said the Cowboys will win the division by one game if they win the games they should and if they split with the Eagles. But if either the Cowboys or the Eagles beats the other team twice this season, I think that's the team that takes the division. I think the Cowboys and Eagles are at neck and neck at the top of the division. But the questions are, how do they do against each other? How does Carson Wentz do this season? And can the Cowboys win the games they should win? Well, I'll say this. I'll give you credit because it's only the Eagles or Cowboys who have a chance to win the division. We are knocking. I am eliminating the Redskins and Giants from playoff contention as of right now. They are done. They have an asterisk next to their name. It is solely just the Eagles and Cowboys in this division. I tell you, watch out for Carson Wentz. The Eagles team only got deeper this year. They're going to get healthier. I think they understand now how to coach better around Carson Wentz. They'll use more similar styles, not exactly what Nick Foles did because Carson is more talented and can be more explosive, but they are going to learn how to balance better. You got Deshaun Jackson. One of the things I don't even think I really went got to the Deshaun Jackson point. Ever since they got rid of him, they've been trying to find the next Deshaun Jackson. Every single speedy, fast, vertical receiver that has come into Philadelphia, everything the media says, oh, hopefully it's the next Deshaun Jackson. Hopefully it's the next Deshaun Jackson. And now they got him. Now they have him. The depth that they have on offense, they're extremely deep on defense too. I hope they can get another linebacker or a defensive tackle to make them even deeper on the defensive side of the front seven. It's going to be close. Cowboys maybe make the playoffs as a wild card. We'll see. But Dak I think the Prescott, NFC East is definitely the closest division race for Definitely, yeah. Dak Prescott, I'm not that big of a fan of him. He, he relies on Ezekiel Elliott. The offensive line, still good, but it's ever since they were uh, they went 13-3, and it's been very slowly getting worse and worse every year. Amari Cooper, great wide receiver. I think he overachieved a little bit too much. And besides that, who do you have on offense? Defense. Still a lot of talent, but they lost a lot of key depth guys on the defensive line, and that was their bread and butter last year. Sure. Now, looking to the NFC North, I have the Bears. I, I have the Bears, the Bears too. too. I'm excited. Right. You said you're really excited for yep. them. I am, too, especially after how their season ended. I, exactly. I love the Bears. I love what they do. If, if Trubisky plays a little more consistent and they're able to get their offense going a bit, they have a legitimate shot to be the one seed in the East this year. Oh, or I'm the, with or you. In the NFC, the whole NFC this I'm year. I'm with you. Now, taking it to the NFC South, I picked the Falcons to win this, kind of really? on, a, on a limb. Okay. Uh, I've the, the Falcons finished 7-9 and nine last year, which is their worst record since 2014. I think that they're playing, as we've kind of talked about before, playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder, man, because I think an improving Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Mohamed Sanu, like that connection with those three guys, they have a, they have a strong run game in Devontae Freeman. I, I think that this team is going to try to turn it around because they did have a really poor season. But Matt Ryan is a very good quarterback in the NFL when he mm-hmm. plays at his top level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I can respect that. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe I'm, I think they're going to play better than last year. You said what seven and nine? Seven and nine last year. Maybe yeah. they get to eight and eight, nine and seven because I mean they do have a lot of talent. They'll be getting a healthy Keanu Neal uh, to, and Deion Jones to start the season. Those were huge losses for them. They are such talented defensive players, but still, I mean Matt Ryan. I don't know. Did he just have a flu- if you want to call it a fluke season two years ago when he won the MVP because he wasn't quite as strong last year. Losing Tevin Coleman, I think that's going to be huge for this team because that's what they're – Devontae Freeman's a great running back, but to be able to rely on them as their peanut butter and jelly, now you just have the peanut butter. They're going to have to switch things up. So, I mean, they could. I'm not going to rule that out that they win, but I have it between the Saints and the Panthers because the Panthers were on their way to a playoff berth, if not a division win, before things started going downhill. They dealt with injuries. Cam Newton got hurt. And the Saints – Good team, but they're losing Mark Ingram, and you saw Drew Brees start to lose his stamina because he's what 40, 41. Years I think it's old fair now. to say last year was their last shot. I think it run. is. Yeah, I mean Drew Brees. It's not like he's going to be terrible, but you really just saw him decline once he started to lose his stamina. Maybe he gets off to a strong start, but I don't think we're going to see Drew Brees the rest of his career play at an MVP caliber level. And last but certainly not least, the NFC West. I think it's fair to say the Rams, Rams. are taking this one. Yeah, although I will say it's interesting. I don't know if they'll have. I think they'll win the division, but I'm interested to see how much success they can have because they were one of the most dominant teams in football last year. But towards the end, I think you started to see that a lot of the stuff Sean McVay did on offense, it looked so complex putting all these guys in motion, lining up uh, differently. But at the end of the day, the plays that were actually run were extremely simple offensive plays. It's yep. either hand the ball off to Todd yep. Gurley up the middle. Sean McVay needs very... to find something new. He needs to add some depth to that offense Ex- in terms of play calling. Exactly. And what's Todd Gurley could have arthritis in his knee. Like I love him. I feel so bad. Hopefully he's able to save his career. But if that's true, maybe we've seen the end of an elite Todd Gurley. And you saw once they lost their running game, their passing after, game exactly, too, it, it all went away. Defense, a lot of talent, but now they've lost some players and they're getting up there in age. Sure. They got blown out a lot last season. I'm still going to go them with them winning the division easily, but they're not going to be that Super Bowl caliber team. Or if they do, then Sean McVay is going to have to do a lot this offseason. And David, before I let you go, I'm going to need your Super Bowl prediction. Ooh. Wow. Let's do... Ah, oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> This is a tough I one. I know. On, I'm yeah. putting you on the spot here. I went on Nashville when we had a Joe Maniello on our show uh-huh. for a for a stadium talk a few weeks ago. I think I said Patriots over Eagles. I'm Patriots are winning it. I'm saying you think again, so. I can't. I until they're stopped, I can't doubt them anymore. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have the Patriots winning the NFC. It's gonna be either the Eagles or Bears. I you know what I said Eagles before. I'll say with it. So All Patriots right. win. They beat either the Eagles or Bears, but I'll. I'll give the edge to the Eagles. Okay, I'm going with the Chiefs and the Bears for my Super Bowl, and I think the Chiefs are going to win it. I, I'd love to see that. I mean, I'm root in the AFC. That's who I root for the Chiefs because now yeah. that the Eagles have their win, I, yep. or ring, I want to see Andy Reid get his. I'm with you. All right, David, thank you so much for coming on. We're looking forward to. I'm sure it will be an eventful NFL offseason. Absolutely. And uh, the preseason in who knows how many weeks, but we're looking forward to some football. Yeah, David, yeah. thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on.